Hey, Grandpa. When I when I sit like this, yes, on the camera, you can see all the reflection of the right. light that I have to look at, so people can begin to sympathize. Sympathize, right? Because it's so bright. Right. So, would you prefer to go back to like old school Grace Hill Tiburon days, where you just preach in the dark? Yeah. Where people cannot actually physically see you or focus on you. It well, you know, it is new. If you don't know, you know, like. I, we have those big spotlights up front. Yeah. I've had to get used to preaching into the spotlights and not mm-hmm. looking at them. But. Well, yeah, um, that's uh, normal right. to be well lit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lit, like the kids say. Yeah. Yeah. You're lit. Yeah. Our pastor's lit. Doesn't, doesn't that mean something bad? Lit? Yeah. No. I think it means like drunk. No. No. Are you sure? No. I'm not sure. No, let's good. Let's a good thing. Okay. Uh, what? See, I have these on. I can't see you. Well, who's the old man that needs glasses now? <clears throat> I'm wearing these because I got my eyes dilated yesterday. Why'd you get your eyes dilated? Still trying to figure out what's wrong with my eye. Yeah. No answers. She um, checked everything. She said, your eyes look good. I said, great. I went home. Really? Yeah. So, but wasn't there like a scratch? Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. So that's not it. So what are we talking about now? This is a different thing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. All she's got is maybe I have chronic dry eyes. Okay. So what seems to be the problem? Like, what, what are your symptoms? Eye pain in my left eye. Eye pain? Yeah. But now I got these shades, man. I'm rolling. Rolling with my old ladies looking looking awesome. These are I mean like I did not realize how well like something on the side yeah. protects your yeah. Cause I tried to put on sunglasses. I don't need these right now. You wanted me to wear these. I just want to clarify that. Yes. Well, you t- you texted us about it, and I just you said, I wanted to make sure that bring I knew for the podcast. I wanted to make sure I knew what I we were talking about. I need for the about. podcast because I, I got to look into that. This really is not as bad as you make it seem. It burns my retinas. Does it really? No. Do you want to switch spaces? No. You got to engineer. Oh no! You have all the fancy camera, like all adjusted with the right filter on you, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we should just switch for a second. <clears throat> I don't want... I like this seat. But I'd like to switch for just a second. Why? Because I want to see how beautiful you could possibly look. <laughs> That's... I... Yeah, I wish I could look that beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be a sad... I sit there and it's like... Wah, wah. <laughs> like, wait a second. It's like, just like the other one. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. <clears throat> well, you got you to do makeup like I do in the mornings. Before these, before these cameras are turned on. Hand on the Bible. Do you wear makeup? No. What? <laughs> on Sunday morning, you don't put anything on. Sunday morning? With all those lights on you no. and... <clears throat> okay. Why? Just wondering. You seem like the type that would. I tell you the story about this guy that, that, that I wore eyeliner... I was playing, I was getting ready to play a gig. This is many years ago. And it was kind of a big gig, brand new venue, big venue, packed. And, uh, and these are back in the days where I didn't really know what I was doing as a musician. And Mm -hmm. so I was staying up late preparing and practicing with the band and everything. It's really, really tired. So the night of, he's like, look, he's like, are you wearing eyeliner? I'm like, what? He's like, you are. You were an eyeliner. Hang on, were you? No. No. Hmm. I just have, I just had like really, really tired eyes. And so it made it look like that better be really important. It's not. <laughs> so no, like, like what would you, what would I wear? Like stage makeup on Sunday morning? Because of the lights or what? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. No, I don't. I see those commercials for that age-defying, uh, like, 
right. stuff to put on. Yeah. yeah. I'm not defying age. Some would say you are. I'm, I'm just aging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None, none of this. Slower than the rest of us. Aging slower? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're like Tom Brady. Like a Benjamin Button kind of situation? Like a Benji Button? Yeah. You're getting younger as you go. <laughs> you know, as I drove the 45 minutes out to your house today, uh, <laughs> and lost a half tank gas, <laughs> just want to point that out. You look like you're just <clears throat> before you, before you continue to insult me or assault me or whatever you're trying to do, you look really uncomfortable. What does that mean? Well, you're sitting like forward and, and like this. I'm leaning. Do you want the ottoman? No, that's worse. Then I have to use my core the whole time. I'm buying a new chair today. For what? Today. A new chair today. I'm buying you a new chair today. I hey, it's Amazon Prime Day. It is. And I'm going to get you a good chair for a good deal. I don't, I don't need a chair. I got this chair. Yeah, okay. Okay, you're comfortable. I am. Would you like a pillow behind your back? No. I'm sitting up. I, I feel it just okay. feels like when you're going to get up, you're going to be like, oh, you know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, as you were driving you, the, you think I can't as you were driving the, sitting in a as you were driving the, tw- the the uh, extra eleven and a half minutes today. Yes, go on. Eleven and a half minutes. It takes me eleven and a half minutes to get to Grace Hill from here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So. Go on. I, I, I had the music trifecta today. Okay. And one of them was, I, I forgot the song. I've already forgotten it. I'm going to hum them and you guess them. Okay. This will be a new segment. On the way out, I always hear a good song. Okay. And I'll just hum it and you get it. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> song number one. Dum, 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 dum. What yeah. is it? Well, I think we all know. It's Eye of the Tiger. Yes. Yes. As I'm literally backing out the car of the Ooh. driveway, that starts. And I was like, let's go. Let's Whoa. go. And I was zooming through. And then I got to think of how it goes. Final countdown. Yes. Right after that, final countdown. And then it was the one I was singing when I came in. And I can't remember what I can't remember what that was. So hum it again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave them kids alone. What, what yes. Another brick in the wall. Right. We don't need no, no. edge. Yeah. Yes. That song's great. Yeah. Especially when they get those kids like militantly singing it and the bad grammar is just perfect we don't need <laughs> we no don't need no edge <laughs> yes. I, I love that song yeah man. and then and then you have to really teach us leave those kids alone i think it's leave them kids alone leave them kids alone to, to add the insult to injury is that bad grammar leave them kids alone is that right not... i forgot you're from the south yes that's bad grammar yeah yeah well, i'm fixing to work on my my grammar. Fixin. F-I-X-I-N. Mm-hmm. Do you ever say to somebody, you ever say to somebody, oh, bless your soul. Bless your heart. No. You don't say that? I did. Because you know what it means, right? Oh, no. See, you Yankees think it means something it doesn't. It does mean something. No, it doesn't. There are good Southern people that truly mean, oh, bless your heart. Hmm. Yeah. But context matters. Well, yeah, you interact with somebody and you're like, oh, Lord bless that person. Hmm. That is what you want to say. (laughs) I did used to call everything Coke. That's a Southern thing. Really? Yeah. Speaking of Coke, have you been to the White House lately? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I just, yeah. We can get into politics. I mean, when when is this whole thing going to come crashing down around uh, him? Right, I think bef- very right soon. before Jesus returns. Oh, you mean? Oh, you know, 
you know the Democrats don't want Biden to run. Uh, no, they do not. And so they're they're going to. I mean, both sides do this. You know, mm-hmm. they protect their own, yeah. but they 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 are going to start turning on this. I guarantee that's already start. It's already started. I was I doing a podcast this morning, and, and if, they were talking about that. I don't want to say this. If a a Democratic president that they liked candidate can yeah. no a president. Yes. Like let's let's put and I'm not saying this would ever happen, but let's put Obama back in the office. Yeah. If they found Coke while Obama was in office, you would not hear a word of it in the press. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's a well, reason. Well, he actually admitted to doing Coke. Well, there you go. But there, there's a blow. reason why these things are starting mm-hmm. to leak out. There's a reason why they're starting to talk about Hunter mm-hmm. more. There's a reason they mm-hmm. are they are packaging this for a reason to not. Yeah, run. but who else is there? Who else they get? RFK, right? They don't like him either. Yeah, but he's running as Democrat. Yep, they don't like him. Right. He's anti-establishment. He's anti-pharmaceutical. It's so funny to me that like that he is the the disruptor, the outsider. Yeah. Like, he's is there Kennedy. any more political family than right. in, in the United States? But it's history? funny that both both, you know, RFK and Trump are mm-hmm. I I, I don't think you can call RFK a front runner, but these no, leading candidates <clears throat> are not wanted by their parties. Right. Yeah. It's so well, interesting. I mean, I, you can debate whether or not Trump's wanted by the Republicans, but the, our I'm options are about the dude, our options Republican are really ink. slim. We you have know, some slim like options. The the RNC, like the yeah, you mean the the. The so-called swamp, the swamp Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. The establishment. The deep state. I would say the establishment. The establishment. Yes. Yeah. The deep state is BlackRock, man. Boy, this is a wide-ranging. <laughs> <laughs> this is very wide-ranging. Hmm. BlackRock. Yeah. Vanguard. Yeah. 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 I don't know. You, I think you've done this, you know, pretty much every, around every contentious election cycle. You're like, you know, do you think it really matters? No. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, I I think that's why Trump, I think you go 50 years from now, Trump will be the most talked about president because he was the disruptor who did not fit the mold. Mm. I don't think he had any... Anyone that told him how to say what he was going to say or how to think what he was going to think. Well, because he can't be told anything, to be fair. Correct. That's his personality. And I'm not saying that's virtuous or anything like that. But I think it was one of the few times we saw a politician truly break off from the the corporate party and just do Mm -hmm. what they thought best. Right. And I'm not saying that everything he did was best. I'm saying that was such, I, I don't know that we'll see another president be able to break the chains like that. Hmm. This is poignant, actually. It's very topical because I had a conversation with my daughters le- yesterday about the fact that um, Taylor Swift very likely does not have anybody in her life telling her no or she's oh, wrong. Certainly not. Right. I would agree. I don't know. Where Surrounded by people who are constantly telling her, you know, yes, and yeah, and propping her up. Um, I that, don't even know what she's up to. What'd she do? <clears throat> Why do you say that? Oh, because she was. She had a concert in. Uh, she had a concert in Kansas City. Two concerts, um, where like, it was just a. Uh, um, yeah, it was. At Arrowhead. Yeah. 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 And it, it was, was just the talk of the town. Tour. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I, so what I do, because I like to have fun, is my daughters constantly want to listen to, you know, the Taylor, Taylor Swift songs. And I was like, oh, let me guess. This is another one about a breakup. And they're like, oh. I don't understand why anyone dates her. 
You know, well, this like, is my point. You date her, you you are going to get talked about. Well, and and so what I've said is like it's it's very clear. They're like, oh, this is about John Mayer, and I was like, oh yeah, John Mayer. Yeah, he he couldn't he couldn't deal with her, and they're like, and this one's about Joe Jonas, and I was like. Yep, Joe Jonas. Yep, he clearly had to move on, you know, or just mm-hmm. I, I'm like, she's she must be completely insufferable <laughs> to deal with, right? I said, How old is this girl? And they're like, 32. And I was like, 32, not married, not in a serious relationship, no prospects. You know, and they're like, Dad, stop. And I was like, I go with this girl, she's 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 insufferable, you know? Like I lo- I know that you love her music, but there's no way. <laughs> there's no we way. Actually, no. There's somebody at Grace Hill that that like knows her family. Okay. Okay. And and who? They, well, I don't want to say anything because about what I'm about to say, because I'm speaking for her. And, and <laughs> okay. And and she said uh, everything you just said times ten. Mm. Right. That she right. is absolutely unbearable. Now, so here's the thing. Does that mean she's not talented? Absolutely not. Um, does that mean that you know, like her, she, she produces great music? I mean, it's not my stuff, but but yeah, the talent you, you have to be able to separate the talent from the person. But you know, I think it's important at any level um, to surround yourself with people who are like, maybe just write a song about a sunny day. Nobody would listen to that. Not true. Everybody likes drama, dude. She could. She could. She could write a song about tomato paste. <laughs> it would be a number one song. You know what I mean? By this, by this level of stardom, right. you could do whatever you want, okay. right? Um, yeah, maybe not write a song about a breakup, you know? Maybe write a song about... Um, but she's country at heart. She started country. So what do you have to talk about? Oh, boy. All right. Uh, no, that's not true because a lot of country songs are about good times, you know. They're all about having good times drinking because you broke up with your girl. <laughs> hey, you're, this is you, not me. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but I think it's important to surround yourself with somebody who's going to say, um, you know, challenge you, right? Yeah. You brought this up to me the other day. Do you remember? No. You're like, nobody ever gives me any kind of constructive criticism. They just say, oh, good, that's true. Good, pa- good message, Pastor. That's true. Good job. You I know really like when you said this. Is this week was a little different. Oh, 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 no, I'm sure it was. Yeah, it was interesting. Because, like, last week, oh, boy. I got to, you know, you talk about the men and you're like, hey, man, mm-hmm. you need to step up. You need to do this. You need to do less of this. You need mm-hmm. to speak up more here. You need to act more this way. Yeah. And, you know, a bunch of people coming out. Oh, Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Oh, yeah. good word, Pastor. And then this week, yeah, you 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 tell the women, you know, what God says, yeah. you know, and challenges them. Yeah. And it was a lot of like, hey, see you next week. Good morning. Right. You know, it was interesting. Yeah. Women, uh, the the women weren't as uh, um, complimentary. Right. As as they usually were. So we had small group we uh, at our house. Yeah, you, know? um, you were absent, but that's okay. I mean, you're not in my small group. You told me I couldn't come because Joe couldn't. No, be I there. didn't say that. I that said that is exactly what you said. No, I didn't. I said, yeah, I can come, and you were like, well, it's all couples, so no, you don't that's come not without what I said. Joe. That is what you said. No, I you said, said it's all couples, so you, oh, you said you can't come. I didn't say it. I said, and then I see you guys, you guys should are come. out on the lake, and, come on, and Eric surfing, <laughs> and I'm like, I want to try surfing. I've never been on your boat. Listen to me. He, <laughs> yeah. this is how that conversation I'm went I'm glad down. you guys had a great time. This is how the I was sitting at home by myself. You said, I said, you guys should come over, and you go, you said, we're not in your small group. And I said, well, that's okay. And then you said, well, Joe's going to be gone. And I was like, okay, come over. I go, it's everybody else. That is not. I said, said, couples only. I didn't say. (laughs) That is literally the first words out of your mouth. It's couples only. I didn't say couples only. I said, said, everybody else will be as a couple. But I didn't say, don't come. (laughs) I said, Joe won't be there. You said, couples only. Well, this is the funny part. Like, it would have been great if you were here. Because do you know how many times the men referenced your sermon to the women? Oh, boy. We're on the boat. And um, 
And Sarah must have taken like all the life jackets out of the boat. I don't know why she does that. What? That's where they're supposed to be. In the boat. Right? Why would you take they're them out? They're all up here. I don't know. So they're all up here. And so... What's your life insurance policy? <sighs> Mine? Yeah. Is she trying to sabotage it? Pretty good. <laughs> she, she, yeah. She's like, I don't know why those life jackets were in the boat. Were... They're always supposed to be in the boat. <laughs> so, so then... Um, you know, I was like, hey, just kind of shouting up. I was like, hey, um, can, you, can you bring those life jackets down? And she sort of like looked at me. And I was like, I don't think she was paying attention this morning. Mm. You know? And then so she was like, okay, I'll get them. You know? And then she sort of like stood around. And I was like, she couldn't have possibly been paying attention. I don't think she heard a thing of what you said. It was like stuff like that the whole, the whole evening. It was fun. I don't think they appreciated it as much as we did. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it was, in, you know, like, um, it was interesting. Just in my own house, the men's sermon, mm-hmm. I came home, and my wife said, Honey, I think that was one of your best sermons. I was like, Really? Like, I wouldn't have. Like, I mean, obviously, there's some that right. I preach that I'm like, Man, that, that really did come out well. That was not one of them that I thought, like, Man, that's, that's a top fiver, you right. know, or a top tenner. She, but she was like, I thought that was one of your best ones ever. I was like, okay. Huh. This week. I was like, hey, what'd you think? You know? And she was like, well, I was like, what? what? And she was like, well, I get, and she like gives me a couple critiques, you know, <laughs> which she has never done on any sermon. She pulled a Daryl. <laughs> yeah. She, she pulled, <laughs> she pulled a, a dad. Yeah. Um, and she gave me some critiques and stuff and I was like, Okay. And, and it just, it, and luckily she was at eight o'clock. So it kind of gave me a little insight, like, eh, let's be a little more gentle on the way we were that, or, mm. you know, like let's, cause women are sensitive. They are, you know, and, and, and I don't want it to come off as like, Hey, me, Mr. Domineering telling you women you better respect us. You better encourage us. You better, you know, like, but like women, they, they just, it's just <clears throat> interesting. Mm. From a man to a man, yeah. I'm like, hey, shape up. And men are like, oh, thank you, bro. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I needed that. Thank mm. you. And then like, it's like, hey, women, shape up. And it's like, whoa, um, hold on now. Excuse me? <laughs> you know, uh, it's just, it, it was interesting how it was received. Um, and uh, and, and I, I really tried to not come off like in that chauvinistic, because once again, it's coming straight out of the Bible. This is what God says. Look in the book. Right. This wasn't Justin's opinion. Mm-hmm. This wasn't, you know, the, but I, I do think, because I, I, I imagine, and by no, by no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in any way trying to say I understand women. Not at all. But I imagine as they hear things, because I just know my own wife, um, they have a, a retort or a rebuttal to everything mm. that I said. You know, be respectful. Okay, but what about when he's not worthy of being respectful? Mm-hmm. What, what about when he does this? What about when he yeah. does this? What about when he does this? You know, what do you mean? You know, yeah. uh, be encouraging. Well, okay, what about when I have to tell him this? What about when, like, there's just, they have this constant, you know, conversation going on in their head, you know? Yeah. Um, and And I don't want it to come off as like, hey, just, you know, get in the kitchen, be barefoot and, mm-hmm. you know, keep your mouth shut and do what you're told. You know, like mm-hmm. that's not at all what, it, what my intention or my heart was. Um, but it, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to not notice that there was a difference in the reception. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, did Sarah have critiques of the sermon for you? Here's the critique that she had for me. Um, Did she tell you what I told her after? Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. (laughs) Sarah, his wife, Sarah, came out and I said, hey, uh, Aaron underlined certain lines that he wanted me to look directly at you when he said them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Her response was great. She said, Pastor told me what you what you said, uh-huh. and I was like, "When?" She's like, "He said he said that you said 
to make, make very specific eye contact and look directly at me at certain points in this room. And I said, that is not how that conversation went down. <laughs> no, I said, I'll tell you how the conversation went no, down. The conversation went down like this. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> are there any specific, in between services? Hey, Aaron. Okay, uh, Pastor Justin. Hey, Aaron. Why are you making my voice so high? I'm talking, what do you, oh boy, you're, you are sensitive. You're sensitive. <laughs> We're going to get to the critiques of your sermon pretty quick here. Anyway, so, so you say, like hey, is there any Can part of this sermon? Can very white voice when you do <laughs> <Yeah>. this? <laughs> I can do some vocal effects. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, you said, hey, are there any parts of the sermon that you would like for me to like very specifically look at your wife? And I said, yeah, just the sex stuff. <laughs> that is, I was wondering if you were going to actually say it. Yes, that is exactly how that conversation went. You did say it. And she goes, uh-huh. I was like, your pastor lied to you, okay, in church, all right? <laughs> no, I was outside of church when I said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's my joking time, the greeting yes, line. Yes, you, you can say anything there. Yeah. Yeah. One foot in, one foot out. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that, uh, dude. Her I response had... was, well, I have a couple things I would like you to say to him. Oh, uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Mm. Um, I, had a, I had a good seat, you know, for yeah. all three sermons where I could kind of scan the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was chilly. Yeah, it was chilly in there, like in a couple of instances in particular, and I will not name names. Where you say something, and the husband would go and look over, look at his wife, and look back at you, and say something else. Husband looks at the wife. I'm like, oh, dude, stop looking at your wife. Stop it now. Don't look at her again. Okay. So, you know, here's, okay, so here, here are the sticking points. If I am a woman sitting in church on Sunday and I'm receiving that message, um, here are the points I'm going to take issue with. You ready? Okay. Okay. We should get Sarah in here. Yeah. <laughs> She's not camera ready. <laughs> you know why she's not camera ready? Because she wakes up beautiful every morning. No. Oh, wow. You no. just said that. She's not camera ready because she's not leaving the home today and being in public. And so I think you Doesn't said something. Doesn't she do Zoom calls? Dude, I think you said something. She didn't turn her camera on. I think you said something in your sermon, actually, about, you know, how you should present yourself. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Anyway, you she's don't not... think she's doing a good enough job of presenting herself? <laughs> wow, man, you were digging a hole. <laughs> Well, you just asked. <laughs> anyway, she will not come out here. She will not come out here. Uh, PJs are for say. bedtime. Here, what's that? PJs are for bedtime. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't mind the PJs. I don't. She's great. I, I have no. I have no complaints. Um, <laughs> you realize we're on camera now, right? They can see you roll your eyes. <laughs> roll my eyes. <laughs> it's not in my eyes. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I think that what they would take issue with is, um, quote unquote, the, the, the word nagging. Yes. I think they would take issue with that um, because they, you know, nagging is a very negative, has a very negative connotation mm-hmm. where, you know, sort of like encouraging or instructing or constructive criticism. Right. You know, like, hey, honey, you know what would be great is um, after you've... Um, gotten ready for the day if you could wipe up your hair off the sink you know or if you could you know maybe just not leave your clothes laying everywhere mm-hmm. or if maybe you could make the bed you know now some people would look at that as nagging and some people would say well no that's just right communication right right okay so, so nagging might defi- be the one what's that what's your definition of nagging <sighs> pretty much any time they open their mouth The thoughts and views expressed on this podcast are not reflective of Grace Hill Church. Not at all. Not at all the case. I don't nagging. I would say if if um, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't really. I, I don't. I can't say. I would. I would, I would define it. it as relentless pressuring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like poke, poke, poke. Right. Like on maybe like one specific type of issue. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think the wife would say, but he's not doing it. That's why I'm nagging. Right. And, and every wife I know says, I don't want to nag. Mm-hmm. Every wife I know says, I don't want to yeah, nag. I don't want to be up him. I don't want to be up his right. tail about whatever. Right. I don't want to be on him all the time. If he would just do right. it. Right. If he yeah. would just do if it. If he would yeah. just do it. And, and so, so I, think, I think. And we need reminders, we to do. be fair. We do. You know, it's so <clears> interesting. <throat> uh, I was doing a premarital counseling uh, just a couple weeks ago. Did you just look at him and go, you know what? Just don't do it. No. No. Maybe this isn't for you. I've only I've only had to do that once. Yeah, yeah. I've done that a couple times. Say, don't get married to somebody. Yeah. Well, I'm like, yeah, perhaps. But wait, the premarital counseling. <laughs> he was saying, you know, mm-hmm. like, I I want I want her to speak up more when, you know, there is something she doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want her to hold on to that because I don't think that you know. Like, <clears throat> and she was saying, like, well, I don't want to be a nag. You know, yeah. like, I don't want to nag you. I don't, that's not how I want mm-hmm. this to go, you know? And he was saying, but if there's things that frustrate you and you don't tell me, like, I would rather you just say like, Hey, do these things right. or get this done. You know? And she's like, well, I want you to, to do those on your own. Right. And like, and I had to point out like, this was a battle in my own marriage. Sure. Like for the first year. Like that was a hundred percent something we fought about every single day. Yeah. She's like, you should just know to you do that. You should just know to do these things. You're not doing and it. And I'm like, I have <clears throat> never run a house before. Mm-hmm. I have no, I, I do not look around the room and go, what needs done? What can I preemptively do? Yeah. If you would just tell me what you want rather than get frustrated that I didn't do something. But here's the key. So then when you encourage them to do that, then you absolutely have to do it. Right. You ask for it because and then, if you yep, don't do yep. it, no, I, I know, boy. I know, I know. Then, then you're then you're really and so up. like finally here at eleven years in or twelve. Uh, oh where boy, we at? twelve years into our marriage. Sure? Twelve, yes, got it. Yes, twelve. Okay. About to be thirteen. Um, at twelve years, but see, I'm covered because I don't even know how old I am most of the time, so I can mess up the years of our marriage. Um, but. Uh, now we have a whiteboard, you know, like uh, on the yeah, pantry like door list kind of deal, you know, like, and, and I'm like, finally <clears> she's gotten to the point where she's okay. Like she just writes stuff on the board. Yeah. I know. Okay. That's what I need to do. So we don't have to argue about it later. And, yeah. and you're like, Hey, I told you this and you didn't do it. Cause and there's like, no like underlying frustration. That's not getting done. Right. Right. It's just like, right. It's like, I, <clears throat> I prefer you just to, and she's like, I don't want to treat you like a, a child. Right. I put the kids' chores up there too, and I'm like, put it I, there. I don't, I don't feel demeaned by that. No, please just put it up mm-hmm. there if it makes you happy, you know. And if it's going to make things smooth, please <clears> just <throat> put it up there, mm-hmm. and I'll make sure the kids do theirs, and I'll do mine. You know, like that's fine. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think of these things, um, and so like I, I get it. Like women don't want to nag, but also they don't want to be disappointed all the time, and, and they don't want to be frustrated all mm-hmm. the time. So where is that happy balance? Um, well. Okay, so that's that's a good question, and we can get into that a little more. The other thing that I think that would pro- that that a, a lot took issue with uh, would be the pursuit of equality. Um, yeah, whether it's in the household or in the workplace. Yep, and and sort of the pursuit of being a you know like a like a lady boss or a girl boss. Yep. I think that, that was that the probably... thing Joe got on me about. <clears throat> mm-hmm. She she was like, I just I don't think you worded that right. Well, I also took issue with it as a man. Okay. Um, because uh, yeah, we don't want to discourage Sarah from being a lady boss. <laughs> she is the breadwinner in your house. Okay, because if, if that happens, my world no, sort of falls apart. I and and I <laughs> I love my wife and and I'll take her critique. <clears throat> yeah. She said, I don't think you worded that piece right. Like it just didn't come off right. Mm. And so maybe I didn't. And and I'll I'll No, I think you did actually. But I think the perception is because you know how it goes. Like you said before. Somebody will come out and say to you, you know what, when you said, or the week following a message, Pastor, when you said this, it really hit home with me. It really touched me. And you're mm-hmm. like, I didn't say that. Right. Okay. 
people will receive your sermons. Um, negatively the same way. Yeah, positively yep. or negatively. Um, mm-hmm. They'll feel singled out. They'll feel like you are talking right to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the first thing that people do when you touch a nerve is they get defensive. Yep. You know, the wall starts to go up. Mm-hmm. And, and then you start to think, well, you don't understand. You know, like the justifications start to come up. You can't, you're not in my shoes, so you can't tell me that, you know, my pursuit of, of professional excellence or equality um, mm-hmm. is, is unjustified and unfounded and unbiblical for that matter right. um, because you don't know. And the reality is that we live in a day and age in a culture where most married couples work. You know, Both. kids are without yep. kids. Yep. Um, that's just the... the the point of it, I saw this silly little video today. Um, basically, they're making fun of boomers, you know? Um, like, guys like, yeah, you like my house? And it's like this massive mansion. He's like, I bought it for $65,000 20 years ago, you mm-hmm. know? Good luck, kids. <laughs> you know, right. I'm about to retire with a full pension. Oh, you don't know what a pension is? Mm-hmm. Oh, those don't exist anymore? You know, um, we live in a, in a society, in a culture where it's very, very natural um, and expected for both people to work, um, regardless of kids and the ages of kids, um, the the cost of living. But um, but I want to touch into that yeah. because this is a big debate in the evangelical movement right now. Okay. Because you have some very big pastors of some very large congregations nationally mm-hmm. that are saying the wife that that people. <laughs> are choosing to both work because they're chasing after an American dream at the expense of their families. Sure. And so I wanted to speak into that a little bit because, you know, they're, they're saying like, look, when both parents are working, that means your kids are being raised by someone else. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are getting the, the six o'clock to eight o'clock window with your kids yeah. and the, you know, 6am to you know, 7 a.m. window and somebody else is raising your child all the time. Yeah. And they're, and they're trying to do this in these pastors are trying to do this movement to get women back home, mm-hmm. you know, and stop working and saying, Hey, it's because you want this bigger house and you want this bigger car mm-hmm. that both of you are working. If you would just be okay with less, the husband could just work and mm-hmm. you could, you know, like, and so there is this big evangelical movement to, to push this. And, and I don't, I don't think the Bible states the woman has to stay home. But I do think the Bible says that somebody, man or woman, and, and in your situation, like you said, Sarah's the breadwinner, and you do run the kids around the majority of the mm-hmm. time and kind of take care of the thing, the house more often, you know? I, I do think someone needs to take care of the house. Someone needs to, to kind of man the ship at home. I'm not saying someone stays home. But I think naturally in every relationship, there's the breadwinner who's going out and providing. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you get an excuse to not engage and be at home. Um, and then somebody needs to kind of manage the family mm-hmm. and, and take care of the needs of the family, you know. Um, and I think both roles are important. Nobody gets a 100% and a 0% in those. Um, but also, like, I do know that, you know, I, I've talked to... Uh, a couple women, you know, throughout the last two years or so. And, and, and that is a pressure is when the woman is the, the CEO, the boss type, the, mm-hmm. the, the breadwinner or the, you know, she does feel this pressure because she's looking at the house and she's saying, am I being a good mom? Am I being good to my family? Sure. Am I, should I, should I <clears throat> yep. do less? Should and, and there's this tension. I don't meet a lot of men that come in and go, I'm the breadwinner. Should I do less? Should I be home more? Like, I do think that there's this little tug of war inside of a woman's heart about that. I think I think it goes both ways, actually. Here, take those off. <laughs> take those things off. The glasses? Take them off. <laughs> you don't need them. I want to see those beautiful baby blues. There we go. That's the guy. Oh, wow. It's bright in here. Gosh. Well, Dave Dore actually texted me this morning after we started and said... It's an exposure issue with the cameras. So, like, it's not that you're so much better lit than me. It's just the exposure on that camera. i got to fix that. Okay. Back to your point. I like being dark and mysterious. Um, I think that... <clears throat> I think that men do feel that pressure um, when, they're, when they're, you know, putting all the hours in and, um, and the, they're 
not spending as much time with the family or home. Or let's oh, say sure, let's sure. say they're they're putting a, you know a solid fifty to sixty hours in a week, um, Monday to Friday, or they're on the road, and then come Saturday and they're like, you know what, I'm gonna go golfing. Yeah, and they're gone for five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a pressure on them to be a little more present <clears throat> in the house, you know, as a husband, as a father, for sure. And I, undoubtedly, you've had people that you've counseled to that point. It's like, of course, husband won't back off. He's gone all the time. Right. Comes home. You That's know. more marriage counseling. Like the marriage isn't working. And it's, sure. Yeah. 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 But I also think that um, there just is, you know, we're talking about what is a woman. I and mean, going, going back to the sort of the biblical um, context of it. By and large, women are more nurturing than men. Yes. They are more sensitive. They're emotionally, more it emotionally is. in tune. Yeah. And children um, respond a, in a different way to a, an emotionally in tune and nurturing mother yeah. than they would a father. Of course. Um, there's, just, there's just no denying that. Right. There's no denying it. There was uh, there was a video that was going around and and you know it was on the, on one side it was being praised as a beautiful moment and on the other side it was it was it was mocked and demeaned and, and not even mocked just uh, criticized and it was it was a gay couple of men um, getting their newborn baby mm-hmm. and um, and the the criticism was. That that baby girl is never gonna know the emotional connection and the nurturing that that its mother would have provided. Yeah, and there. Okay, so there. That is a hundred. I believe that is a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but step back, and if in your household you don't have an emotionally available nurturing mother. Right. You have a mother, right. but who is not emotionally available, nurturing, um, sensitive. Yeah. Um, not everyone has the ideal situation. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is people will always try and poke holes with the 1%, you know. Mm-hmm. But, what about, but what about, I mean, it's in the abortion argument. It's in the, you know, like, well, what about the 1%? What about the 1%? Yeah. Um, but by and large, when you look at the, the whole scheme of things, um, you know, the two counterfeit womanhoods that we talked about, one was that women are only good for their beauty and their body. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing is, is you would think that women would feel demeaned by that, but there are literally millions of women in the world that use it and embrace it mm-hmm. and say, this is what I'm worth. I'm going to go be a trophy wife. I'm going to go be a, an NFL player's wife. You know, I'm going to go, I'm just going to use my sexuality and my body. I'm going to climb the corporate ladder by sleeping my way to the top and blackmailing, you know, like mm-hmm. they just embrace this. And, you know, sadly, you know, you, you talk to our, um, our youth and our girls, you know, and yeah, you know, when they're starting to date and stuff like that, they, there's immense pressure that, you know, they feel like, well, yeah, if I have a boyfriend, like, you know, by like, first second date he's expecting things to happen you know he's expecting that you know like you know he's going to get this and get mm-hmm. this if he takes me out and you know like there's just this pressure of like you're a commodity to be used yeah. um and we have to speak against that that like no you you know you are f- you know what we talked about was in in the book of psalms where it talks about i know full well i know full well that i am fearfully and wonderfully made mm-hmm. and i am i am valued and i am valuable and it's not because of my body and it's not because of my looks. And, and sadly, yeah, there, there's those women that, you know, they, they think that's all they have to offer. And then one day that's going to fade. Mm-hmm. And one day it's not going to be enough. And one day, you know, their bodies are going to change. And they're, you know, I mean, like, you know, you, you see this happen all the time. At, you know, unfortunately, maybe during the dating days, you know, like where they're, they're you know, willing to, to have sex, you know, many times and, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they get married and they, that's not the desire they have anymore. Yeah. And, and then the guy's like, well, that's why I married you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, if and, you don't do that, uh, I'm going to go find it. And looks fade. 
Yeah, and looks, looks fade. fade. Bodies change. Bodies gravity, change. Gravity takes over. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter what you inject yourself with or... Yeah, and I said that. Was, you can nip, you can tuck, you can sure. stretch, you can Botox. Yeah. At the end of the day, time and gravity will always win. They'll always win. Yeah. Yep. You're going to age no matter yep. what. Well, no, I'm not, but everyone right. else will. And And... So if that's sad. what your value, if that's where your value right. is, and, and men, men are very, very guilty of only valuing just that, right? you know? So it, 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 it is a, a counterbalance. Mm-hmm. Men, men do, men can be that shallow, um, where they, that's all they care about yeah. is I just want something good looking on my arm. That's all I want is someone good looking on my arm. I don't care. You know what she's like. I don't care if she's a good mother. I don't care if she's a good woman. I don't care if she's a good person. I just want someone good to look at and have sex with, mm-hmm. and and they pay for that, usually in multiple you know, uh, divorces. Yeah, you know, multiple marriages, multiple broken relationships, <laughs> right. and and but women need to because women will be treated the way that they demand to be treated mm-hmm. men i mean and and don't hit me with the one percent well what about a man? that's not what we're talking about but i can tell you this the girls that i dated throughout my my dating career um i i did treat different girls different based on how they demanded to be treated yeah i mean when there was a girl that was like uh you know, like, here's my rules. Here's my standards. Here's my, I was like, okay, I will, I will meet those because I like you, you know, and I will, you know, and then when there were girls that, that weren't, you know, like that lowered the standards or did not have, you know, it was like, okay, you know, that's how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think women need to understand that they can have the ability to set the standards that they're treated yeah. at. Um, and they can demand that they are more than, than that. And then the other one is the, the push against the feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, women are equal to men. Women need to think like a man, act like a man, talk like a man, date like a man. You know, like, like be a man. And it's like, no, be a woman. A woman is exactly what God made you to be, and there's nothing wrong with that. And you don't need to be competing with men. You know, it's like uh, I saw Shaquille O'Neal. He said... Uh, and I thought this was phenomenal. He said that he talked to um, the WNBA, the the commissioner or whatever mm-hmm. at that. And he said, you know what the problem with the WNBA is versus the NBA? NBA outpaces money, marketing, everything, you know, massively. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't have the dunks. Mm-hmm. He said, if you would lower the rim one foot mm-hmm. so that more of these women can dunk. Yep. It would enhance the game and, and you would see more. That's what makes the NBA exciting. Yeah. And and uh, that the pushback was that's demeaning to women. Yeah, and it's like you're not built the same. You're not as strong as them. Right. The, the you know like people were like, well, the best uh, woman would crush the average guy. Okay, and the worst NBA guy would crush the best in, in, in WNBA right. girl. And actually, that's not true. There's something that came out just recently where there was a congressional hearing on something. I can't remember what it was. It was transgenderism um, in, in, in athletics, the, you know. And basically, she said, the congresswoman said, you know, Serena Williams um, I saw this, can, yep. can beat any, any man, you know, any, any, any no. man. And she's and, actually tried. Yeah. And the 232nd ranked. Who was 49 years 49 old. years old and drank a beer and smoked in between sets. Did and you know that? And he beat her. <laughs> and he beat Venus. Right. In their prime. Right. Women, or the U.S. women's uh, soccer team lost to I a, saw a team of 15-year-old boys. Like, that's just the reality of it. Yes. Um, but and you that's sh- not demeaning to women. And here's the thing. So long as you're always going to demand that women are equal and do, that women can beat women, they're going to have these failures and these backslides where they're going to feel like they're less. And they're, where if you would just say, look. It's not an inferiority thing. Mm. Men are built different. They're stronger. They're more, they're more uh, capable in sports. And that's not that you aren't. You're, you're a great athlete, but you cannot compete against the best of the men. Mm-hmm. And so long as we make that the standard, 
well, it's it's a standard that you're never going to lift. It's unreachable. Yeah. And so you're putting an unfair burden. That's like, you know, telling me that I have to be as good as a musician as you. I'm never going to reach that. And so long as, you know, you keep saying, well, you're both men. You're both equal. There's, you know, like you should be able to. God gifts us differently. You know, and, and, it, and it's the same in the workplaces and the same in the, you know, I'm not talking about the, the pay thing. There's a lot of information out there that, that gets into the women are paid less and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, does it happen some places? Sure. D- is there also a lot of reasons why sometimes it happens in other places mm-hmm. that, that are justifiable? Sure. Like, I'm not saying that. If you, if you do the work, you should be compensated mm-hmm. fairly. And if you're not being compensated fairly, you should go to a place that compensates you yeah. fairly. Um, that's why we live in a, a capitalist, you know, environment, and that's a beautiful thing. Is that if you're if you're worth the money, there will be somebody that will pay you. Right. Um, but this idea of feminism that that you it sets this bar for women that they will never achieve, yeah. and I think we should lovingly speak against that. There there are things that that I admire so much about um, what women are capable of, what what they can do, what they're just naturally gifted at yes. that I can never do. I mean, I've, I've spent, you know, plenty of time, especially when my kids were, were, were very little. Um, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of time with them and it just, it was so very evident to me that my wife could, could come in at the end of the work day and pick up all the pieces. Oh yes. <laughs> you know I mean? Like they, 100%. they, hundred percent. Just take to her in a way that they'll never, you know, this is a different relationship yeah. altogether. Um, and especially with your girls, yeah. like, cause yeah, Joe will be at work all day and I'll be like, okay, this little crisis is up. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to handle it. And like, by the end of the day, Joe gets home and in five minutes, boom, done. it's fixed. I know she just is in tune with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, women are so much better at men at so many things. Yeah. And if they would, be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and then there are things that, that I'm better at than her. Yeah. And, and so long as we're not in competition, that's the big thing. Men and women aren't to compete. We're not adversaries. Compliment. We're to compliment. Yeah. You talked about that in your own, in your own house, how yeah. different you and your wife are and how thankful you are that you're not the same. Right. If you were the same, it yeah. would not work. It wouldn't. And you two are very, you know, perfect compliment a perfect perfect compliment to one another yeah and that is a beautiful thing it is when it's working in sync it's beautiful when we are not competing but we compliment each other it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing in the workplace in the home in the society it's a beautiful thing yeah and so you know then you know we shifted to what's a godly woman look like and we're just talking about marriage uh, mm-hmm. We're just talking about the married woman. We're going to get into the single woman. And and the big three were um, she's respectful, which, you know, we got into that word submiss, submission, submission. I can't say it. Um, and that's not an inferior thing um, because it's when God says she's the helper, it's the same word that he uses to describe himself towards Israel. Yeah. And God's not inferior to Israel. Like, it's like, hey, you were built to be this, that your husband is going to need help, that your children are going to need help. And when you submit, it it doesn't say women submit to men. It says submit to your husband. Mm -hmm. It's saying that you encourage him and help him to lead. That you have a say, you have a voice. It's, you know, like, it's like a board of directors. You decide things together, but then you say, all right, big boy, it's you. Go make it happen. And I'll I'll be here and I'll support and I'll help. Mm -hmm. But you're the leader and God wants you to do that because you're the one that has an ego. And, you know, men are just as fragile as women. We're just fragile in different ways. ways. And and we're egotistical and we're we're prideful. Um, Well, generally speaking, not you and me. No, not at all. And we need respect. Mm-hmm. That's what men want is respect. Yeah. We want other men to respect us. We want women to respect us. We want our workplace to respect us. We want people to like, all right, he's, he's the man. You Some know, of like, the greatest things I've ever accomplished in my life have been directly linked to the amount of encouragement and support yep. that I've gotten from my wife. 100%. When I've done something great, I can trace it back and look to see how it happened, how it all came together, how the thought came up, how it was was implemented, you know, the strategy behind it. Um, it, 
goes back to her. Yep. And I can also think of the things, you know, the failures yep. for sure too. And I can trace it back and say, she wasn't on board with that. Right. She wasn't on board. I did not feel encouraged or supported and you know, right or wrong. Right. Um, but the, the wins, the successes were yep. directly linked and there's a correlation I, to how much love 100%. and support and encouragement I got. And not just that, accountability too. Right. Accountability. Yep. Like, hey, you, you're doing this thing. You, you got to do it. Yep. You know? Um, yeah. And, and I think deep down, help. I know this is a push against the, the, um, the feminist movement. I do think deep down, most women want a man to, to to lead. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, y- you can watch a rom-com and it's always the same story. This guy that that steps up and 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 compliments her, not verbally, but just like picks her up. Not that she's like incapable. Like he fills the void and he helps and he leads and he he's there and she can lean on him and she can trust him and and he provides for her and he takes care of her and he's trustworthy and he's you know like women do desire that deep down, um, and and you know a lot of women I you know, Christian women, they're like, I have no problem with saying that. Mm. I want my husband to lead. I want him to be the man. I want him to, to lead. And I want to, I want to encourage him. I want to support him. I want to hold him accountable. I want to correct him, but I want a man to step up and to do the things he's called to do, to do the, to lead, to, to do things he's called to do for me. Right. For me. Right. I'm on board with this. These are the things that I want and I need his leadership. Yeah. You know, uh, People might take issue with the way I just worded that. I want this, these are the things I want and need. Now, but, now he needs to go and do this for the sake of this us. group. It's a we both we're both going to sit down and say these are the things that we need. These are the these things we need to accomplish. Yep. Now, I need you to be at the forefront of that. Yeah, it's not like she's just sitting back and saying, "Tell you, you know." Tell you me do what everything. to do. You tell me. Yeah. You, you're the your boss. decision. You're the no, boss. That is not it. That is not what it means. Yeah. And, and see, the thing is, is even I, I'm feeling sensitive here on what words I'm saying, and I shouldn't have to. I know. Because it's biblical. It's biblical. God says, husbands, yeah. lead your family, lead your wife, you know, that you are the head of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and when things are going the right way where he's leading in a godly way, which is a sacrificial, loving, serving way. And she is sacrificially loving, serving and, and being the support she needs to be to the family and to him. The home flourishes. It flourishes. There is no doubt that the, and they've done statistics. Um, uh, there was this guy that did this comprehensive study on marriage and he, he asked people, he didn't just say like, are you a Christian? He said, do you believe in the authority of the Bible? Do you believe that Jesus Christ? Like he truly said, yeah. he weeded out all the people that say they're Christian, but don't do anything yeah. to model it. And then he asked questions about the household and there was without a doubt. I mean, it was like cataclysmic, the difference like it just falls off a cliff, you know, the rates of divorce and yep. abuse and all this kind of stuff. And then the home where they're truly living out Christian values, absolutely astronomical. Mm-hmm. The amount of the, of, uh, the successful flourishing of right. the home where, you know, the, the kids, the husband, the wife, the support, the lack of abuse, the lack of affairs, mm-hmm. the lack of like, it's just astronomical that when you do it God's way, the one who designed and created it, it works and it's not inferior and it's not demeaning. And the world is going to, because what does Satan want? He wants to go after the house. He wants to tear apart the marriage. And he's going to do that by saying, you know, this is what we see at the fall. Like you deserve more. Your, your desires are going to be for your husband and, and he is going to lord it over you. You know, like this is the, the challenge and the curse, you know? Um, and, and, Women need to, to see, like, if you, if you can respect your husband, if you can be content in your house, mm-hmm. that's a huge one. Not looking around at what all the other husbands are doing, not looking around. Mm-hmm. If you can be content with, because the more you look around, the more you're going to look back at your house and find something to be dissatisfied with. And guess what? He can play that game too. Yeah. 
And if he can look at you and say, well, you're not like that wife and you're not like that wife and you're not like that wife, he can be dissatisfied too. The more you can learn to be content with what you have and then the more you can encourage and build up rather than uh, belittle and tear down. Yeah. I don't want to say critique. It's okay to critique sure. your husband, and he needs that. But belittle and tear down versus encourage and build up, the more you're going to be able to respect your husband. Yeah, there, there's going to be uh, wins and development and, and love and, and growth um, in that in that house. And when we've said it over and over again, you know, it's, it's God's word. It's not ours. Um, we are not perfect. No. And, and, you and I, are and not I said perfect. that in the sermon. Go back. I said, he is, your husband is not a perfect no. leader. Well, I think you said, he might not even be a good one. I think you said he was like a pathetic loser failure. You, you yes. went off. I listened to it even yet again. You're like, yeah, he, he's, he's, he messes up. He didn't get it right. Yeah. Um, none of us do. All we can do is go look to the book yep. and what God's word is and what he's saying to us and try to model that yep um that goes with anything yeah we can't just take sections of god's word to say well i don't agree with that right so i'm not gonna do that i agree with this and, and but not I, that i'm glad we kind of stirred the pot a little bit because next week we try and put it together yeah because the the men are, the women are going to come and say but you know, you're telling me to do this, but he's not doing this and this and this and this. And the men are like, well, you know, you're saying I need to step and do this, but she's doing everything that you just said. Yeah. So now we come together this week and we talk about the marriage. Yeah. And we talk about how it's not a contract, it's a covenant. Yeah. And there's a difference between those two things, you know, and we're going to talk about what that means. Because when this person's not doing their part and this person's not doing their part, that's a contract. Yeah. That's not a covenant. Yeah, that's a breach, a breach of contract. Right. Yeah. And so we're going to come together and, and everybody should feel like, well, yeah, I'm frustrated because you're telling me I need to do this, mm-hmm. but they're not doing this. That's exactly where I want you to be right now, because now we're going to talk about this. Yeah. How do we have this covenant? And the the last week or the fourth week, we, we get to talk about, okay, well, what about the sex and the intimacy? Mm-hmm. Because the man's like, you know, if I do all this, I, this, that's the part I want, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not happening. Or the woman is like, you know, I would do this more if he wasn't watching porn, if he wasn't, you know, constantly belittling me, if he wasn't every time we go out staring at some girl in, you know, some outfit right in front of me, like, you know, like I I would engage more in that if if he deserved it. And and he's like, I I do deserve it. And you don't give it, you know, like we we wield these things as, as, as weapons. Um, and in, in the most, loving, strong relationship that there could possibly be marriage. You know, we, we, we know how to, we know how to get to each other. We know which buttons to push. We know how to poke. And, uh, and it's a lose, lose. It is. It's a lose, lose, lose when you have kids, by the way, lose, lose husband, wife, lose kids. Um, yeah, there was a thing. What in the world? There was even a movie about it. It is. It, it's on the tip of my tongue. Basically, where you're not, you go thirty days without criticize without without saying something critical. Oh, come on, Aaron. I'm gonna. I'll have to go back and reference this. It'll be. It'll be poignant. But um, basically, where you can't, you're not allowed to say anything negative or critical to your spouse, and you're not allowed to tell them that you're doing it. You just mm. do it. And it's really hard, but see how your marriage changes for the better. Try it for a week. Yeah. Try it for see a what day. Happens. Yeah. Try it for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's great. Um, I know that, that, uh, that not everybody's going to love everything that you preach about. Not everybody's going to come out and say, oh, that was just so uplifting or that was convicting. I just, yeah, I felt, you know, um, there are going to be some tough there are going to be some tough messages, um, statements, truths in all of this. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and can I, I can't think of a better person to do it. Can I piggyback off that? Hmm? Just like my wife said, 
hey, hun, I think you could have worded that differently. Yeah. I want I want you to feel welcome to say that too. It. I am not a perfect person. I am, you know, I, I'm reading the word. God is perfect. I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to be that intermediary that's saying, here's what the word says. Here's how I think we live that mm -hmm. out. And there might be things that I say where I'm not, I could have worded it better or there's maybe a part of it I'm not thinking of. And if you're, if you're going to be that person that comes up and is like, well, what about this, you know, outlandish scenario, you know, mm -hmm. like keep that to yourself. Right. Um, that's an end of, if, if you are a person that's in this like outlandish scenario, mm -hmm. well then come and talk to me individually. Mm -hmm. And that there's a specific thing I can say to you, but like, but if there is something like generally like, Hey pastor, like I, I think you could have worded that differently. Or what did you mean here? Yeah. Like, how did you come and talk? I'm not, a, I, I mess up too. Or how dare you? Yeah. Come and say that, you know, like, and let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not don't above reproach. Not, don't not. Don't just don't right. just like let it fester, fester and yep. and uh, and and work in the in the underground. You yep. know, bring it bring it to light and talk it out. You lead. You're the leader of this of this church and this community of of God's children. We are all God's children. Yeah. Uh, we are not perfect. Thankfully, Jesus is and uh, and saved us. Yeah. Um, but. You know, as the leader of this church, it's it's a tall order. It's a, you have a task that's that's uh, a very challenging, <laughs> and this is one of those more challenging seasons of it for sure. Well, and that and that's that's the thing. If we're going to talk about dicey topics, then I need a little grace because there's a reason why they're dicey. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you 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 gotta you gotta. You got to speak up if, if I step on your toes, but you also got to show a little grace that like, there's a reason why this is hard to talk yeah. about and we don't want to back down from tough things. Yeah. And thank God you do. Thank God you stepped up to do it. Uh, let's get the conversation going. This, yeah. this continues the conversation. I'm sure people are not going to love everything we said today either, but guess what? Too bad. <laughs> That's not my word. My word is... Come and talk to me about it. Yes, and, don't talk to me, though. And maybe there's a better way that I could have worded it. Or maybe this is just something you're, Struggle your heart's with. pushing again. Yeah. Because that, that happens all the time. Exactly oh, yeah. what he says. When your toes get stepped on, it's one of two things. Either someone didn't say something right, or God's at work in your heart yeah. because this is an area that you're not relenting or repenting of. For sure. Um, and, he, and we need to talk about it. So, yeah. so as always, if you have any um, any critique. If you have any issue, Take please it up with go Aaron. right to Justin. Yes. Yeah. He's your pastor. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yep. No, I, I welcome it. I do. Yeah. I welcome as it. As always. As always. Yep. Well, um, looking forward to the next one. Thanks Marriage. for, uh, yeah, I'd be a good one. And, um, yeah, actually this is, this has been a great series. Um, you know, maybe we should go back, go back and listen to the sermon and the podcast from the first one of the series about men. If you have issues with the second one. There you go. There you go. I think it'll help. All right. It'll help. All right. God bless.